Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. What's your New Year's project? Let us know at unwritten resolutions. You know, if you're gonna say it, then at least include the hashtag. Let me include the hashtag. Oh, I forgot to say hashtag, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Let us know what unwritten resolutions. Is that a website that we're starting? Oh yeah. Use I hope hashtags not, I haven't been un learned. unwritten resolutions if you know whatever form of social media you use has hashtags after the inevitable demise of Most you know, do now, actually. As it turns out, that's spread to I think every other social media site to varying degrees. Yeah, that's good. Well, I don't know if it's good, but it means the hashtags will survive, you know, the death of Twitter. <laughs> Just make sure that if you do end up using it, don't use it on Twitter, because that's one that I'm not using, because I did finally end up creating social media, um, not as Atheo, so obviously I, I can't respond to you, but I could definitely look it up and see if anybody responds to it on, like, Mastodon. Yeah. Although that's difficult. I don't know if I would want to search every server. I'm not going to say which one I'm on, so. Or, you know, you could, you know, just write your project and then submit it by email because we definitely check that. I definitely I... check that, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, hi, everyone. My name's Eunice. I'm the author of Fantasia and Eternosaurus. And I never make New Year's resolutions because you're statistically less likely to accomplish something if you make it your New Year's resolution. I'm Matthew, author of uh, Rune Metagame, and I'm going to be honest, I think that that's just a matter of more people making New Year's resolutions than making solid goals outside of that. No, I mean, like, yeah, like, people who actually are going to accomplish their goal, they don't wait until New Year's. They just start doing it at the time that, you know... It needs to be done and then they do it so if, if you haven't done that and then you know you make some kind of optimistic thought at the stroke of midnight it's not happening yeah i'm gonna be honest i just don't make them either for much the same reason where <laughs> i'd rather just do the project when i need to do it i mean i do set myself up for success by like resolving to write the year correctly when i'm writing dates in the upcoming year which you know 90 percent accurate in january <laughs> oh man um i just have to remind myself who i'm writing the date for because uh, if i'm writing it for myself then i can obviously write it correctly you know day month year yeah but if i'm writing it for somebody else then sometimes you know living in the united states means that i have to write it bad well i mean that's why some people have taken to writing it year, month, day to not confuse people. Frankly, that's just as confusing. It's just that it hasn't been used as much, so people need to think about it. How is it just as confusing? You put, like, the year, the four-digit year, then the slash, then the month, then the day. 
and then the month is before the day, and the year is obviously the year because it's four digits, and everyone. Is there any particular reason why it couldn't be written year day month? Because nobody's a monster like that. What on earth? Who would well, write year day month? Some people write the date already, month, day, year. So there you go. Yes, they write month, day, year because they f- they feel like the month should go before the day, not because they feel like the day should be in between the, the month and the year. <laughs> Are you certain? Yes. The reason they're like, mm. it's month, day, year is because, oh, the way you say it is January 1st. 2023 then we, so it should be month day year technically i'm often going to say the first of january uh-huh. well that's because but... you're a weirdo okay the point is year month day like people are not going to confuse which one's day and which one's month but also you know you're american stop stop messing with standard formats <laughs> standard formats are for nerds <laughs> anyway okay so um this week is uh, my turn, and I wanted to do a story where someone's spread some kind of, you know, buffing or blessing magical power through hugs. <laughs> because... I mean, it seems effective if, you know, it's long-term buffs, but it, it really depends on how effective the buffs are and how long-term they are. You know, I would say it's kind of like a initially is strong and then it like gradually fades. So it doesn't like go to zero. It might go to zero over like a few months or a few years, but certainly if you get more hugs, um, it's more beneficial. If it goes to zero over a few months or a few years, does it like stack? Uh, n- no. So a, a new hug just restores it to 100% of the original strength. Okay, okay. That's probably for the best. Yeah. But it has to be a genuine hug. Like, they have to mean it. They have to, like, feel like hugging. It can't just be like, mm. I'm sticking my arms around you for business. <laughs> That's a lot of uh, restrictions. <laughs> what about those people who, like, hug a lot? Yeah, there are those people, too. Yeah, my question is, like, does that count as meaning it? Because they definitely do mean it. They just don't mean it. Yeah. Is anything particularly... They mean it. Yeah, that counts. Okay. But, you know, we don't know if the people or the person with this power is a huggy type. Maybe they're not a huggy type. Then why did they develop this power? I don't know. Do people choose which powers they get? Apparently not in this universe if you want them to not be the huggy type. You know, like, especially if you have some kind of, like, god around who's, like, you know... Likes to mess with people. <laughs> oh, I see. Maybe they're like, oh, this person's definitely not the huggy type. So I'm just gonna, you know, mess with them. <laughs> is it mess with them? Or is it that they actually are the huggy type? They're just not the type who would discover that they're the huggy type. Well, I don't know. I feel like everybody, even people who are not the huggy type, enjoy good hugs. They just, you know, aren't used to initiating or accepting them. But, you know, like, hugs are great. I see, I see. Okay. So, based on that, what we're gonna do is just have somebody who isn't likely to do a bunch of hugs, but, you know, definitely isn't against them. And what exactly is... 
I guess I'm asking, like, what part of their life do we follow? Um, the middle part. <laughs> or the beginning part. Um, <laughs> it's like... That's not were you born, terribly descriptive. Were you, was this person born with their huggy powers? Or did they, you know, get them later in life? I think that's important to establish. <laughs> Maybe... You're born with it, but you don't really, uh, what's the word, know what they are immediately. You have to sort of figure it out over time. Yeah, it's like, it could be like a subtle thing, right? So it's like, their whole life, people have been feeling better after hugging them, but like not realizing like it was literally magical. Like people were like, yeah, your hugs are magical, but like, you know, they weren't, they didn't mean it literally. Like... (laughs) But it turns out they should have meant it literally. Yeah, they're like, oh, I the always, whole time. I always feel better after your hugs, and it's like, yeah, yeah, actually, turns uh, out literal magic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, you've had pancreatic cancer this whole time, but um, you know, you've been hugged a lot, so <laughs> it's been fun. That seems like an extraordinarily powerful uh, form of healing that I was not aware that we were going for. Hey. It's not like it, it cured the cancer. It's just that the hugs are keeping the person alive. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's like, you know, let's say, like, it was discovered, like, oh, yeah, like, the mom or whatever goes for a scan for some reason, and then they're like, wait a minute, you have pancreatic cancer. And then, you know, they're like, oh, you're going to die within one to two years. And then they don't. And they're like, wait a minute. And then (laughs) they discover magic hugs. (laughs) I see, I see, I see. Reasonable uh, method of discovery there. Um, Totally not traumatizing. Um, Is it traumatizing? Well. Seems like, you know, keeping your mom alive seems like a good way to use your powers if you have them. The only reason they would know is because... The mom was given, like, a year to live, so they started making plans. I guess. Around that. So you're expecting a close family member to die for, like, a year, and then it doesn't happen. Yeah. So, like, it could be worse. Yeah. But. <laughs> I mean, you know, life could go according to expectations. That that seems like yeah. the worst option in, in this scenario. I mean, it is, in fact, the worst option. <laughs> Yeah, and then they're like, okay, so I have magical hugs. But then they go and realize that it's, that they gotta mean it or it doesn't work. I assume they would have figured that out already. Because they can't um, hire out their hugs, you know? They can't just hug a stranger that they don't particularly like and have it work. We have to have a five minute conversation after which I can tell you whether I can heal you or not. Yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't like you. <laughs> Sorry, you're kind of a jerk, so I can't heal you. Yeah, you you, you kind of ick me out. You're just you're choosing not to heal me because I because you think I'm a jerk. No, I I'm not choosing. Uh, I'm sorry. That's just that's not how it works. <laughs> oh man. Okay, I know where I want this story to go. Okay. Okay. So some kind of like agency with employees who have a high injury rate like they want this power 
and then they're like, no, no, we we understand that you have to actually like like them for it to work. But you know, like we'll pay you to just hang out with them, and you know, <laughs> just get to. Know, they're good guys, you know. They put their their lives on the line for the betterment of whatever protection of the people or or something of of that nature. So you know. We won't fire you if you don't like one or two of them. <laughs> I see, I see. And we'll we'll pay for uh, the uh, drinking after work shifts is a business expense. And they're just like, yeah, like they just set up like group friend fun activities designed to make everyone like each other. <laughs> Hopefully not designed by HR because those are going to suck. And then like the, the people on said team slash crew slash whatever are like so we have to make this person who's way younger and less used to violence and traumatic injury like us (laughs) and their boss is like yep so (laughs) this is the story of our main character making friends with a bunch of older people in a violent field well, they're not all older, but, you know, they're just, like, just very different backgrounds. And um, I'm assuming the other people are also not very huggy. It's just like, wait, we have to... Okay. <laughs> it's like, I see, I see. So we have discovered this fact, which is strange, and we're going to need to deal with <laughs> You're going to have to make this person like you as if your life depends on it. Because it kind of does. Kind of. I mean, you never know, you know. If you're skilled enough, you you don't need to. Um, the other side of that is if you mess up once, it's probably better to... Yeah. And, you know, even if, like, you're generally uninjured and healthy, like, getting those hugs ain't bad for your performance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so dumb. I guess we should pitch a couple of archetypes because i mean the story that we're telling here is the sort of newbie on the on the squad story which only really goes one of a few ways and i think uh basically anybody can figure that out unless i'm grossly overestimating their abilities (laughs) unless i'm uh, imagining that yeah well there's the overestimating their abilities underestimating their abilities and their abilities being different enough and that are needed at some sort of climactic end event Mm. which I'm gonna bet this one falls into that third category. Well, you know, there's gonna be that one extra not-huggy person who, like, makes no effort. But, like, they're likable. Maybe they don't make any specific effort. They're just sort of friendly in general. Or, like, maybe they're not friendly, but they're kind, you know? Because those two things are completely separate traits. They very much are. You know, they're not nice because they want to be hugged or magically hugged. They're just nice, you know? There we go. That's really funny. Just like, can you imagine people just vying for you to like, like them enough to hug them? That's just, I find that hilarious. Like, (laughs) I find that squicky, uh, (laughs) extremely. I mean, you know, it depends. It's like the reason that they have to like, try and make you like them. It's like, if they really didn't like you, and they were pretending anyways, 
that would be squeaky. But if it's just like, you know, they're not especially emotionally available because of their upbringing, but now they have a legitimate excuse to be like fluffy, then it's cute, you know? If they wanted to anyway, that's an entirely separate thing from... Well, I mean, that's obviously how I would write it because I don't like... Ah, uh, yes, Eunice and the potential to be squicky, and then the choice just to not. Just to be cute instead. Why be squicky when you could be cute? That's fair enough. <laughs> Alright, so, I mean, I think the main thing that we need to do here is, is pad out our cast of characters a little bit, and then I think we got enough for a story. Okay, I mean, you gotta have, like, the friendly sociopath who's, like, really in it for the heels. <laughs> and then fails somehow, which would be very funny. Because they actually don't... They're actually kind of creepy because, you know, of the dissonance between their expressions and actions and their actual emotional... I don't know. You can pick it Let's up. Let's be fair. That doesn't really creep most people out until, like, well down the line. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like our main character is pretty paranoid about it because, you know... The magical hugs. That's true. So they might uh, know better than most people. Yeah. And then you got the opposite one who's like aloof, but like nice. And, you know, gets saved at the end and then is surprised um, yeah. that the hug worked. Okay. Because that's cute. Okay. <laughs> and then you gotta, you gotta have like the grandfather type, like, but not like the weak, gentle grandfather, the like old guy who can still, you know, kill people with his bare hands. But is that, you know, really still, like, buys, like, teddy bears and stuff. Even though, like, the main character is, like, a bit old for it. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I see, I see. And, I mean, you know, going off of your bouncing off the opposites thing, we also have the uh, young, like, newbie who's maybe as young or even younger than the main character at the time that they're hired. And it's just, like stupidly effective at everything they do and you can't really figure out why and then they're just an emotional wreck constantly classic <laughs> it really is a classic okay um there's probably just someone who's like a really nice like huggy type who's like i don't know the healer the non-magical healer <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's like very welcoming um and you know like spontaneously like, hugs everyone. You're gonna be taking half of my job. Um, and who's like, oh god, I wish my hugs could heal people. Like, <laughs> that uh, would make this so much easier. That, yeah. <laughs> oh man. But not that you know I resent you in any way. Thank you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, you know, probably someone with like. A really, like, irreverent sense of humor who's kind of that jokey person who's kind of rude but, like, not on purpose so people let it go. Ah, I see. So the one who gets shot first. Yeah, that one. But, you know... <laughs> not the one who dies first. The one who gets shot first. This isn't a story where people die. The one who gets um, shot, like, every time, you know? Like... <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Like, almost, like, not literally every time but often enough that it's become a running joke in the team it's like 
you've made a sarcastic quip, okay, and then people start, like, counting down on their fingers, and whoever's closest to the time that they actually get shot is the one who gets, like, 50 bucks or something. There's a, there's a betting pool every mission. <laughs> Man, that's a, that's a horrifying betting pool. It's like, when is this person going to get shot? Immediately after making a sarcastic quip is always the highest bet. <laughs> And then there was that one time that the teammate shot them for being annoying. <laughs> oh my god. But it was only in the foot, you know. There's healing magic, right? <laughs> yeah. Not, well, I don't know. There's probably other magics, yeah. Probably enough to deal with, like, a, a foot, you know, that's been shot. Like, it wasn't... Healing magic is not all that common. It wasn't... But it does exist. It was just the craze. They aimed carefully. <laughs> that's not how guns work, but okay. Well, maybe it's not guns. Maybe it's magic shots of bolts of energy or something. It's guns, just with magic. Yeah, uh, so you know, magic powers going along with it. Yeah, each of these people has their own magic powers of a different type. Yeah, but one of them's like guns. But you know, they can aim like that if they want, cause magic. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> one of their magic is gun. You know, they're just really good with guns. That's all their magic. Yeah. And then, you know, the tactician who, like, is... The man in the chair. Is engineering Could also be a woman in the chair. Yeah, is engineering, like, play dates and trust-building exercises. Well, the person in the chair is, like, the HQ, a.k.a. the person that you're, like, calling back to and communicating with over the course of the mission who's, like, giving you objectives and stuff. And then, you know, like, they are... Also, not very uh, emotionally open, but they clearly care about the team and everyone doing well. Um, and the main character can't help but like them and then gives them a Their hug. Their magic probably has to do with some sort of long-term strategy thing. Yeah, or surveillance or something of that nature. Surveillance is useful for long-term strategy as well, you know? And then, yeah, and then, you know, the, there's that scene where the main character, like, hugs that person, and they're like, what was that for? And they're like, oh, nothing. <laughs> it's like, I didn't need to heal you. It was, it was this can be done for other reasons as well. And they're like, oh, thank you. And it's like, no, you don't need to thank me. It was just, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> 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 incredibly, incredibly awkward. But they're like, yeah, I all like they always stay behind during missions, doing the surveillance work or whatever. So they're not actually in physical danger. So they're like, you don't need to hug me. Like, save the hugs for someone else. And they're like, that's not how the hugs work. Like, I'm not limited to a certain number of hugs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the effectiveness drops off after like the fifth one in a day. But like, I'm not limited in the number I can provide. I don't know, I feel like it just... Well, I would say fifth on, like, fifth, but it counts per person, not per... Oh, fifth hug per day? The hugger. Well, I mean, they don't really... Fifth hug per day, They don't really stack, so I don't think it's, like... I don't think it drops off that sharply. So I don't... Yeah. Well, they don't stack, but, like, if you can just be injured and healed, like, an infinite number of times per day that gets into... Very weird territory where, you know... Okay, but then that assumes that the main character is, like, physically present on the dangerous mission. I would assume that they're close. Okay, but not close enough that you can hug someone after five serious injuries. Like, that's a lot. 
Okay. I mean, it, it really depends, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, if they're sitting next to the to the person in the chair and then, like, waiting for the injured to be teleported out, that's one thing. Oh, there's teleportation now. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta you gotta go crazy with your magics. Do we have to go crazy? <laughs> no, you don't. Okay, well we can. Maybe it's only teleportation that works as like recall. Okay. Or even better, uh, it's teleportation that's essentially not really teleportation. Like you go to this other location for thirty-five seconds. Okay, so they're just like waiting with the medic. And then, you know, the medic's got, like, all this, like, equipment ready. And then they're just, like, on standby to hug anyone who pops in. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. That's so funny. Such a weird setup. But I like it. Okay. And then, you know, the headquarters used to be, like, a, you know, somewhat cold, austere place. But it gradually changes character to be fluffier and cuter because you know that's what i like (laughs) i see i see and then you know like i said that the aloof one gets injured for the first time and gets hugged and is like surprised that the hug works and then you know feelings are expressed and happily ever after stuff happens (laughs) yay I guess we win. That's the that's the story. That's the story. And you know, make it a romance or not. Put some orphans or not. I mean, yeah, you kind of have to put some orphans. Come on. <laughs> this is going on your orphan count. Yeah, it's going. I feel like I have enough orphans on my tab that I can use one here. <laughs> I see, I see. Have you been preloading them? Yeah, I've been preloading. Well, you've been preloading them. So... <laughs> I've been preloading them. Yeah. Whenever hmm. you use five orphans, I get I get a free orphan. Whenever I use five? Yeah. I think I've only used, like, four or so. Okay, well, I'll find more orphans that you accidentally use, and it'll, it'll work out. It'll, okay, okay. I won't, I won't go over my orphan tab. I probably will. You definitely will if it's five <laughs> to one in my favor, but you won't probably if it's five to one in your favor. Actually, even, yeah, wait a minute, was it five? Yeah, that makes more sense. Makes a lot more sense for it to be five to one in your favor, yes. How about let's just do one to one? One to one. <laughs> okay. Then I'll limit uh, my orphan. Then you're definitely going to go over. Uh, it's, um, it'll be fine. I'll, I'll, I'll only use it when it's important. Or, okay. or like right there now when I'm wasting. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, it just seems like, you know, if we're talking about... Uh, emotionally inaccessible people who aren't used to hugs. There's got to be an orphan in there somewhere. That's well. Come on. You don't need to be an orphan to be emotionally inaccessible and unused to hugs. Okay, but but it's probably one of the less bad options, actually. In that case, I mean, honestly, even if they're not literal orphans, they're emotional orphans. <laughs> You know, um, I'm going to say that emotional orphans do not, in fact, count towards the orphan count. Okay, excellent. Then we'll just do that. We'll say they're emotional orphans, but not literal orphans, because honestly, maybe that would have been better. (laughs) Honestly, it's worse for the character, so... Okay, excellent. Then I get to save my orphan count for another day. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) 
Okay. Anything else? I feel like this was I don't short. have anything else. Yeah, it's pretty it's simple. It's pretty short. We gotta go on another, well, at least one more tangent. Because, you know, that's what we're here we for. We go on enough tangents already. Uh... No, we didn't. How many tangents did we go on? No, not in this episode. I meant in general. Yeah, but we, like, that's, isn't that what people are here for? Who is here for the sort of genius content I mean, and creative ideas? <laughs> it's decent content, at least. Uh-huh. Uh, email us if you want fewer tangents. <laughs> no problem. You don't necessarily need to want fewer tangents, just not necessarily more tangents. Also, this was a tangent on tangents. So! <laughs> so... If you want more tangents or less tangents or are happy with the current number of tangents, email us and let us know. Uh, yeah, that's at uh, listeners. Listeners at unimaginings.com. Here you are uh, remembering things as soon as I instantly forget them. You know, that email address also works if you actually like this idea and, and, and write it. And then we can, you know, read it and like, what's it called? Promote your work. I know words. Exactly. Even if it's just a short story, you know. This I'm could probably work for a pretty, pretty short story. <laughs> Actually, I should write it. It's so cute. It'll be so cute. Okay. That doesn't mean you can't write it, guys. You could definitely write it. It turns out that multiple people with the same idea, it's just multiple people with the same idea. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's going to turn out differently, I can guarantee. Yep. Okay. If you want to be a guest on our show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. We would appreciate it if you could like, rate, review, share with your friends, do all the things that are involved with uh, consuming media in the modern day and age. Yeah, and we will see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening.